Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Thank God, Jordan. Yeah. Thank God we have finally started recording this smash hit podcast. Mm. Oh, I, oh, you had something specific to say. I thought you were just like going to be more religious on the show now. <laughs> no, just more grateful. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, Humble, just overall, I'm thankful. just trying to be glad. Every, I just, every day, I thank the Lord that I woke up that morning. Sure. Every That's, day above ground is a good day, right? You got it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I learned that from my time in the Mexican mafia. I, I always believed that until I became a spelunker. Oh, and then now I got every really day in. below ground. You got now it. Now that's a good day. You got it. Because you're doing what you love. Spelunking. I call it lunking. <laughs> but, I, call it, I call it spelling. Uh, okay. Well, we each call it something different. <laughs> so let's, let's call the whole thing off. I was just saying, thank God that we're finally recording our podcast, Jordan, Jesse, Go, during the magic hour. Mm-hmm. We've got this, we've got, we're awash in golden light right now. Yeah. I look as good as... Megan Fox does inspecting a chassis. Yeah. <laughs> Is that something that happens a lot in the, uh, what's that called? Decepticon movies? Yeah, in, uh, Transformers. in the popular the Decepticon movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, apparently a lot of, you know, a lot of what you want that magic hour for isn't necessarily the robot fights, but for uh, for babe car inspection. Got it. That's how a babe looks best. Checking out a sweet ride. Did you watch any of those movies? I watched the first Transformers movie. Uh I watched it. It was, uh, I I remember it well because it's like remembering the first time you were stung by a bee. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's just so awful. Uh, well, do you, hold on. I can talk about our first, my first Transformers experience. Maybe we we can introduce our guest. Introduce our guest on the program. Mm -hmm. Our guest this week on Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, look, he may be America's some. Some would say Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. I would say America's most celebrated comedy writer is Rob Cutner. Mm-hmm. He's got a Peabody. He's got multiple Emmys. I've read his Wikipedia entry, <laughs> and he works for Conan. He's got a brand new program called Runaway Brains, which I think I got right the name of right <laughs> on. <laughs> On the Howl on, on the Howl Premium Podcast Subscription Service, mm-hmm. to which we have not been invited to contribute. Mm-hmm. Rob Cutner, how are you, Rob? Nice to see you. Nice I wanna, to see I, you too. I want to correct you. The Runaway Brains. It's it's Runaway Brains. Got it. Oh, it's, it's, it's Welsh. Oh, so sure. The, it's Welsh. Okay. I think it's a very accessible language. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Got it. And, got it, and got second, it. I prefer to think of myself as America's Samuel Clemens. How how do you? I'm a public radio host, Rob. Name dropper. Literally the only award, and we're going to talk about the Transformers in a minute, but I want to get to this. Mm -hmm. Literally the only award for which I qualify is the Peabody Award. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, and I think a lot of people out there share this opinion, Mm -hmm. I deserve a Peabody Award almost by default because I have chosen to dedicate my life to public service in the specific area of public radio hosting. Mm-hmm. Just based on your yearly income, if it goes below a certain threshold, you should qualify, I think. Exactly. Exactly. When broadcasting, yes. Right. Yet I have never won a Peabody Award, and yet you, 
who work for Conan, perhaps television's most frivolous program, <laughs> yeah. own one such an award. Well, let me let me make you feel a little bit better. Yeah. It's not the Peabody Award from the University of Georgia for Excellence uh-huh. in Journalism. It's a Mr. Peabody Award. Oh, for, for hilarious time travel. <laughs> Tiny twerps. For time travel with right. a boy. Right. <laughs> it's twerps only? Right. right. Twerp, twerpy dogs who are kind of dicks and have, like, glasses and got it. And, and a boy does, doesn't listen. Got it. Okay. Well, that explains that. Let's was that their di- was that their, was that their dynamic? <laughs> That's right. But what did you think? I thought it was pretty passive-aggressive, right? It was, like, not... Not a good team. Yeah, no, right. I think you're right. I think, yeah, remembering the Mr. Peabody insurance segments of the Rocky and Bullwinkle program, yeah, I think Mr. Peabody was kind of a dick. Mr. Peabody and Sherman, that's those two Russian spies? Uh, you're thinking of Boris and Natasha. Mr. Peabody is a time-traveling talking dog. Okay. And Sherman is his boy. Right. So one is a moose and the other is a squirrel? Uh, no, this is a time-traveling dog. Double down, then, Jesse. Double a, down. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> one more. Uh, what do you got? What else you got from the J. Ward family of cartoons? Okay, so <laughs> fractured, fractured fairy tales. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were looking for Dudley Do Right. We were oh, looking for Dudley Do Right and Snidely Whiplash and it's Super Chicken. Man, is <laughs> a man in a loincloth who swings through the forest. There you go. He's got a catchy theme song. Mm-hmm. You're thinking of Amos Nandy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this is two white guys who shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, you're thinking of famous Amos. Got it. The delicious cookies. That should not be consumed by whites. One time when I was a teenager, my mom goes, you know, I knew famous Amos. Oh, yeah? What the fuck? How did I not know that the first 16 years of my life? Boy, I know. I don't know how she... How do you start that talk, though, with your kid? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, you got to... It's awkward, but you got to sit... They're not going to learn that in school. That's true. I I mean, Jesse, I know... Listen, I don't want to insult you or your family. Right. It's the last thing I want. Sure. <laughs> but you're knowing what I know about your mom. Which, which Judy. Which is a fair amount. Judy Thorne. Who's a lovely woman. Who's professor. Nothing but lovely to me. Hospitable. Pro- professor Judith Thorne. Is there a chance mm-hmm. that during her wild days in the 60s. And 70s. And 70s. Do you think she fucked Famous Amos? <laughs> yes. I think there's a significant chance. Yeah. And he's not famous for the cookies. You're, I, I have a little tidbit. Yeah. You know that smile he has? Yeah. That's the smile he got right after fucking him. <laughs> Before that, it was a glowering cookie. <laughs> They're like, take the picture now. <laughs> for once. For once, he looks like he's got a naughty that, little secret. That was his only moment of joy, and they caught it. Mm. Yeah. He so takes, you he would takes, say he takes, the, the whole time he was creating and building his chocolate chip cookie empire, mm-hmm. he, there, was a, there was an emptiness inside him mm-hmm. right. that actually showed on the outside and was through and through a sadness, uh, a malaise, a darkness, a, a cloud obscuring his sun. But then my mom fucked her way through all that. Yes, he was sort of studded with chips of sadness. Got <laughs> it. Got it. Chips of sadness. Was that, was that the inspiration for his famous cookies? Uh, the, the the chips of sadness or your mom? Uh, the chips of sadness. I want to go back to your mom. Um, well, that was that was the original recipe, I think. Uh-huh. And you know, it didn't sell. Right, <laughs> it sells well. So what if we replace these tears with chocolate? Right. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Turned out to be a pretty big business. Could work. Could, well, how did your mom know famous Amos? Did she go into it at all? I don't remember. Hmm. I just wait, remember. wait, wait, wait! You didn't have a follow. You're a, you're an almost Peabody Award winning journalist. <laughs> and you didn't follow up on that. I'm a Peabody deserving journalist. Right, right. Peabody robbed. 
journalist. I, can I tell you one time the Peabody Awards asked me to apply for the Peabody Awards? Like I got an email from the Peabody Award committee or whatever. Please submit a packet for the Peabody Awards. Mm-hmm. I then submitted the packet, which cost like $300 or something. Did not win a Peabody Award. It's, it was like the sorority who asked you to, to pledge just so they can – yeah. Just they can uh, haze was, you and it was and pretty die. dark. Did you, you have know, to swallow a whole goldfish? Just uh, no, but Kurt Anderson punched me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's a scrapper. Yeah, he's got like four Peabody awards. Uh, you know, Jesse, don't feel bad about your mom. Yeah, fucking famous Amos. Oh, I feel great about it. My mom did some uh, college lesbian experimentation with uh, Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds hot. Yeah. She likes bodacious babes. Sure, yeah. Got it. She got it. She got a taste of some of that syrup. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That sweet pancake grease. That's what I call syrup, pancake well, grease. Well, uh, my, my mom fucked John Hydrox. <laughs> <laughs> she was at a party. She got friend-zoned by Bill Oreo. Right. And she's like, "What's no. who's the next... Most right. famous cookie baron she, she I said can all, She said not quite Oreo. It was like a pale substitute. I'm mm. just glad that your mom was out there fucking in the 1880s. <laughs> <laughs> is it, does it date back? Is it a I historic? think a Hydrox is pre-Oreo. I think it's a 19th century. It's what the coal miners would take down into the when they mm. when they when they lunked or or spelled. Yeah, <laughs> they take a, a satchel. Yeah. Of, uh, it was originally a cure for black lung. <laughs> if you guys did not start think, as a cookie. If you guys didn't think Rob Cutner was paying attention, there's evidence to the contrary. Mm-hmm. I've guys plugged in. I have a stenographer's uh, one of those little tiny typewriters that they have in the courtroom. Hmm. Thank you. And thank I, you for I taking it to a halt. <laughs> <laughs> I was imagining you doing that, and I liked it a lot. So I had to take a beat to think about Were you. You a little bit aroused? Down. Were you just a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Maybe simmy? a little simmy. Yeah, yeah, half chub. Half. A dimmy chop, I call a it. A dimmy, yes. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm so full. I can't possibly eat a whole That's chop. Right. Mr. Creosote, please. Yeah. Um, Jordan, you were about to tell us about, about the Transformers I was about to talk Transformers about the Transformers movie. So. God, the focus is great. It's just... you, got, you, got, you know, if you don't finish a story, you'll... And podcasts, you'll... I got to say, that you can just go so far afield, you can be like, you know, uncovering the Kennedy mysteries at some point. <laughs> or... <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, and then it all comes back to Game of Thrones at some point. At yeah, some point, you have to discuss does. Game of Thrones, right. yeah. uh, because it's as a long as, although there's an ex- there's an exemption, if as long as someone yells Hodor at some point, <laughs> sure, you're covered. Um, so I uh, I never had much of an attachment to the Transformers as kids. Uh, had a couple of toys. Didn't know too much about the lore. Uh, Transformers more than meets the eye. I can sing that. Mm-hmm. You were more of a GoBots guy. A, a big GoBots guy. Didn't like the Ghostbusters. I like the real Ghostbusters, <laughs> right. which is the ape and the talking car. <laughs> oh no, those were not the real Ghostbusters. No, those were the Ghostbusters. Those the were the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Then the real Ghostbusters was the cartoon of the movie Ghostbusters. Sure. Uh, as long so, as it wasn't chicks, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that, that talking ape's a man, right? That's right. <laughs> is that talking car? Is it? Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, like you liked Hydrox, you prefer, or I guess your mom preferred. Well, I'm Hydrox. partially descended from it. But okay, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I enjoyed all of the ripoff cartoons more. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so I did not. I would. I didn't. You know, I don't know too much about the Transformiverse. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but uh, I was. Um, I saw my first Transformers movie in Hawaii. 
Uh, I was there working with the the Fuel TV. We were in our we we're doing our. Uh, I used to work for a TV network that did a lot of uh, skateboarding, snowboarding, surfing, uh, action sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we would go to Hawaii once a year to cover a big surfing contest, and uh, they would rent us a nice house. And sometimes <coughs> these surfing contests would get rained out, so it was just. Uh, in, it, so they bought you a one way ticket to Hawaii, and you just had to hang out there until this surfing contest happened. <laughs> but. Uh, it wouldn't always happen on time because they will only do it when the waves are perfect. One time my dad uh, was living in Hawaii mm-hmm. and he ate magic mushrooms every day for a week. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so he, he was similar. It was a similar situation. Yeah. Um, Worthy tangent. And uh, so we're in this we're in this Hawaii uh, dude house and <laughs> it's raining and raining and raining. And, you know, we uh, not a lot to do in Hawaii when it's raining. And it was real dudes that you used to work with. Like oh, our these friend are, yeah. Chris Fairbanks was like one of the least duty of the dudes. <laughs> yeah, I think with. he in the comedy scene, Chris Fairbanks is a super dude. Uh, uh, and But I think amongst these dudes, he is an art sissy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I am, uh, and I am a living cat. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is the that as is a, the dude hierarchy, as opposed to the usual kind. Yeah, a dead cat. <laughs> um, so, uh, so it's raining, and 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 there's a Transformers on TV. The Transformers One is on TV. I've never seen it. I enjoy an action romp. Sure, uh, who doesn't? Uh, one of the dudes insisted it was great. I needed to see it. Uh. And and I sat down to watch, and so the standards are so low for this being entertaining. Like right. mm-hmm. we're you know we're a little frustrated. I mean, who wouldn't be frustrated in Hawaii? Right. Um, well, it's raining outside. You can't cover. The, you can't go see the surfing. Sure. Uh, and I just I just hated this thing so much. It's just one of my <laughs> least favorite movie experiences. Well, you were just hoping for like Live Free or Die Hard, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Like 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 rainy FX movie. Like I don't know. I'll take I'll take a Taken. I'll yeah. take I'll take a right a bad late Die Hard sequel. Right. Uh, so much that would have been acceptable in that situation. Anything with Justin Long and yeah. a computer screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, weird Conan reboot starring Khal Drogo. Remember that? I would have yeah. watched that. He yeah. fought sand guys in that. Yeah. Well, uh, it's kind of unfair because any movie where where you're you're supposed to want Shia LaBeouf to live. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, the standard is so. Yeah. Yeah. Unfair. Uh, I just hated this thing so much, and it was not necessarily the action, which was very bad. It was just so the action is so confusing. Even that, and, even yeah, the action is very bad. Uh, it's so confusing. It's just like you know. I guess if you went through it, if you went through it on a laser disc, frame by frame, you could see that there were cool things happening. But it all just happened so fast. Uh, it just looks like, yeah. I mean, it just looks like the TV went to static for a second. <laughs> And that was robots fighting. Did you feel like you were watching MTV? Yeah, right. Exactly. All these cuts. Yeah, I know. I, I, I sound like such a fucking old man during this. But the thing that I did not like about it more than the bad action was there's so much bad comedy in this thing. Like uh, the first half of the movie before the robots start incoherently fighting are just a goofy comedy about Shia LaBeouf trying to fuck Megan Fox. And there's a lot of improv, you know, from from celebrated improv comedian Shia LaBeouf. Uh, there's just so much bad comedy and uh, and weird racial character robots, uh, none of which are funny. I would I would appreciate a funny racial character robot, uh, but but yeah, none of them uh, uh, like a French guy. Yeah, like a funny French guy, yeah. uh, or a sullen Eskimo. <laughs> 
maybe he's a buddy. I don't know. Isn't that a little on the nose? It is a little on the nose. I think we've seen sullen Eskimo. Yeah. Did you know the Eskimo robots have 16 words for oil? <laughs> Shh, Rob sleeping. Peabody 2, right Rob. this way. <laughs> cool. What? The Peabody delivery man is here. That's right. <laughs> Wherever Jesse Thorne is, bring it to me in front of him. Yes. <laughs> Make him watch. Oh, you got Polk Awards too? <laughs> you just got uh, Peabody cucked, Jesse. <laughs> to watch another man get your Peabody. Uh, oh, I thought it was when Mr. Peabody fucks your wife. Yeah, right, yeah. He has to get on, he has to get on the ladder because he's really short. <laughs> you may recall. But some, they, sometimes they do it in the American Revolution. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and I just, I, I, I just hated this thing. I feel like I, you know, I think the, 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 the men of our demographic, uh, internet whites, uh-huh. I'll call them. Right. Rise up. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rise up, defeat everyone. Uh, male, Gust- male Ghostbusters only is our yeah. rallying cry. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we tend to hold on. Okay, our rallying cry is that the proton packs are too small. Yeah, it's not about gender. And by the I way, just, why isn't the trailer funny? Even Melissa McCarthy says it could have been more funny. <laughs> um, Me boss is Melissa McCarthy. Right. <laughs> the boss herself, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, you know, I think I think men of our demographic, I think we make each other – we think we make ourselves a little miserable at the movies these days. I think we uh, – I don't know. I, I think, you know, there's the, there's, there's the nerd who thinks that Batman should never turn on the bat signal. Mm-hmm. And then there's the – Wait, Batman turned on the bat signal? That's a complaint I heard about the last – the Batman Superman movie. That was the one was flaw that, that people Yes, found I know. There's one thing wrong with that movie and it's that Batman turned it's on like the a, bat signal. It's like a beauty mark that makes the rest of it even more beautiful. Yes, Why exactly. Why did he turn on the bat signal? Uh, to, to, ta- to taunt himself to fight <laughs> <laughs> Booty yeah. call. Right, yeah. <laughs> Helps him get to sleep. Michelle <laughs> yeah. Pfeiffer was in town. Yeah, he just wanted to feel important. <laughs> Got it. So there's that. It would be awesome if the bat signal had a mode that was like those little projectors for uh, infants where it like projects uh, like sheep and yeah. nursery rhyme characters. As a white noise also. Yeah. Play it, just, song. it just yeah. projects the face of the man that killed your parents. <laughs> <laughs> and you just lay on your back and you get more and more vengeful. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Someone killed Batman's parents? Oh, Spoiler! Sir, I'm Come on. sorry. I never heard that before. <laughs> They've kept it a secret. Spider-Man was bit by a radioactive what? <laughs> a radioactive what? Ferret. I don't Come on, man. I just, I haven't had time to see it. Uh, so, you know, I think on one side you got, you have nerd quibbling. Firestorm, the nuclear man's dick is how big? <laughs> sure. Uh, it's supposed to be medium. <laughs> yeah. They say in the comics he has a medium dick. They say it a lot of times. It's like almost overcomplicated. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> I mean, they say nice girth, but they don't say sure. amazing girth. Yeah. F- Meanwhile, yeah. across town, our medium dick hero. <laughs> <laughs> our medium dick hero. <laughs> so we got those guys. We got those fellas. Yeah. Who just want to point out the things that are different than the comic from the 80s. To compensate for some something hole in their Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, we got guy who wants to see a movie, but then wants to sound smart coming out of the movie, so he complains about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we'll talk about pacing or something that he doesn't yeah. know about. Yeah. Pa- the pacing. He's was, on song. Can you believe the pacing in that Thor movie? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and then you have... 
why is everything a superhero movie when when mm-hmm. I don't know you have that so you have these three whites who come together on the internet <laughs> to make movies unfun uh-huh these the the kind of the swirling triforce of of ruining it for everybody yeah and then but and I in general it don't I, I don't I don't subscribe to this. Nope. I think you should go to a movie and have a nice time. Yeah. Except when it comes to Transformers movie, because fuck that. It's like <laughs> that is where I become. Uh, that is where I become the grumpiest, crankiest. This is wrong. I fucking hate this. It's, it's everything that's wrong with movies. Uh, it cr- it caused me to create the hit character, coked out Michael Bay. That is tolerated in comedy venues around L.A. So it's kind of a muse in a way. Yeah, it was a little bit. Anyway, so yeah, that is where I become a cranky internet dude is when it comes to the Transformers movies because I hated that first one well, so much. Well, to be fair, you didn't go to see it in the theater and have the whole, you know, $12 popcorn. You know, maybe that's turn a your maybe... brain off thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, think that's yeah. something you really got to see in IMAX. It's like I saw this one movie about the Grand Canyon. Oh, sure. It was the same thing. You got to see it in IMAX. Yeah, all the... Yeah, in- on your phone, it's kind of like... Yeah, like <laughs> not as great. The acceptable so, canyon. I watch so many science museum movies on my <laughs> phone, and none of them really seem to hold up. Yeah, <laughs> you have this tiny, like, tiny little Morgan Freeman coming from your phone. The Pleistocene epoch. So yeah, so I think that is where I become. I, I become a a hooded curmudgeon <laughs> is when it comes to the. You can say Unabomber. It's fine. When I become a Unabomber is when it comes to the Transformers franchise. Can I say something about science? Science museum you movies. May. Mm-hmm. I uh, went to a science museum in <clears throat> Oakland, California, with mm-hmm. my son a couple weeks ago, and they had a th- one of those three D science museum movie theaters. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fucking, hey, I'm in. They're amazing, aren't they? Yeah, that's all. That's all I mm-hmm. want in the world is to watch undersea creatures in three D or whatever. And it was a space movie. My son fucking loves space, mm-hmm. so I'm like, great. Here's my money. You know, yeah. like let's go do this shit. Uh, two major issues with this movie. First of all, this movie is narrated by Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Okay, that seems like, like a, a pretty good choice. It's a great choice. Yeah. Number one, it's a great choice to narrate anything. Sure. Of mm-hmm. course, because Patrick Stewart's a gifted actor with a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. But it's a particularly excellent choice to narrate a movie about space because, of course, Patrick Stewart is well known for his work in the Royal Shakespeare Company. <laughs> sure. So. <laughs> And Shakespeare's, Shakespeare's characters often gaze up at the stars yeah. and wonder exactly. when Providence would lead them to the throne. You got, <laughs> you got it. Yeah. You got it. It's sort of like when the space shuttle rode on a giant truck through Los Angeles. <laughs> yes, exactly. So here's the thing. Here's the catches about this movie. Uh, number one, Patrick Stewart narrates it. This may be a 25-minute movie. I would say Patrick Stewart's voice appears in 180 seconds mm-hmm. of this 25-minute mm-hmm. movie. Okay. Oh, really? Like he basically talks over some B-roll at the beginning. So what and you then want him talks to... over some B-roll at the end. So usually it's like wall to wall. I would think it would be. What do they? What, what do they have? Here's what I can't believe: it. there's so much other narration in the movie. <laughs> Gilbert, God, Gilbert Godfrey does all the middle. <laughs> it's like they made. It's like they take made, a take a break, Patrick. I'll take it from here. The What's majestic that? red dwarf. <laughs> What's that? An asteroid? Looks like my wife. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is he talking um, about? 
let's stop talking about Gilbert Gottfried, Ira Glass's favorite stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. true story. And let's talk about how they hired Patrick. Like, it's as though... What a waste of Patrick Stewart. It's right? as though they they booked him for a voiceover session, but they only booked a 10-minute block. Mm-hmm. They I will... couldn't get the 20-minute block <laughs> with Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just couldn't. It was just his voice was so rich. They had to just take like a, bre- a break, like a twenty minute break in the middle. Oh, just like yeah. it's like know, having just, too many bites of cheesecake. It is. It is. <clears throat> you need some graham cracker on that Stewart. That's what I always. So say. that was issue number one with this movie. So oh, do God. you think? Do you think that the movie would have been better if Patrick Stewart would have done for for the space footage what um, Bob Saget did for America's Funniest Home Videos, and <laughs> that he would do voices for all the you know heavenly bodies and you know, I'll space, tell you what, act out space some of yeah. these, some of the astronauts definitely, yeah. had heavenly bodies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what we're talking. Those about. fellas are jacked. <laughs> like he could have gone, like you know, what's me, the constellation? <laughs> that's right. I'm a series of stars. Boy, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could have seen if you're one. If you're asking, would I have liked to see a few more of those astronauts, and especially the cosmonauts? Take it in the jewels. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many more opportunities when you don't have gravity, right? Like, I know. It, yeah, 360 degree access, right? Yeah, you got, it. you got it, buddy. Sure. Okay, so issue number one: not is enough Stewart. Top build Patrick Stewart right. basically introduces the movie like he was uh, fucking Rod Serling, <laughs> but not on camera, mm-hmm. and that's it. Uh, the rest of the movie just narrated by random fucking astronauts. Mm-hmm. Not even top tier astronauts like John Glenn or the guy who played that David Bowie song. <laughs> like right. or uh any of the astronauts who died in the Challenger explosion. That would have been kinda of cool though, right? Like from beyond. <laughs> if like, a ghost did, yeah, yeah. That would be amazing. They just assembled the narration from the I'm interviews. Sally Ride. What? <laughs> <laughs> How did you get it? <laughs> Wait a minute. You're a school teacher, not an actress. <laughs> Um, so, uh, that was beef number one. Beef number two, there's a lot of 3D footage of the, uh, space shuttle. Mm -hmm. And there's some fun stuff where the astronauts are goofing around together in space, you know, doing funny zero gravity shit. Mm -hmm. And it's in, uh, 3D. Mm-hmm. That is fucking amazing. Because it's like floating at you, like the, yeah, mm-hmm. their urine that, bag explodes in your face. But, like. it's, <laughs> but it's real. Spa- it's really in. That's space. for the uh, right. German release only. I you get the that, urine bag explosion. I give that seventeen stars. Mm-hmm. Does, that like, make, does that make up for the the Stewart? Well, here's the thing. It's the same situation. There is probably ninety seconds of that footage. I mean, presumably these it's something to do with three D cameras being enormous or them only having so much room on the one memory card they were allowed yeah. to bring to space. <laughs> sure. Whatever. But there's there's maybe two or three minutes of good quality astronauts in space in gorgeous three D. I would say at least half, maybe two thirds of this movie. Not even in 3D. Hmm. Wow. Just, just fucking, a series of astronauts' Instagrams. Yeah, just fucking like news footage. It's like they. Here's what it's like. Mm-hmm. It's like they made the fucking shittiest documentary about space ever. Mm. Like a 15 minute garbage pile mm. of a, like an elementary school direct direct to elementary school only DVD documentary about space that they just got whatever fucking astronaut was lying around to just 
walk around the whatever thing they're replacing the space shuttle and kind of gaze at it and then record some shitty voiceover. That's like three quarters of the movie. I'm starting to understand Jesse's like ideal space documentary. So <laughs> yeah. it's, first of all, it's an hour long uh-huh. and it's just Patrick Stewart saying, and now John Glenn's getting it in the nuts. <laughs> Look out. He's dropped his food tray and it's swirling through the void. <laughs> it's just basically America's Funniest Home Video but with a more austere narration. It's literally that. Right? So yeah. they took that. Okay. Yeah. Then that guy. Oh, looks was, like Mr. Glenn's about to take it in his white dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Some kind of fucking. I was nerd doing a. I was together. doing a Robin Williams voice, by the way. Oh, oh, look out! Oh, yes. <laughs> look out, Mr. Glenn! Oh. <laughs> You Don't be afraid. Who, you know who would be a great oh. person to narrate oh. in my ideal space documentary? Is it Ray Romano? <laughs> oh no! I was going to say that's Liam, my Ray Romano. I was going to say Liam Neeson doing an American X. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> Your legendary, most beloved signature character. Are you prompting me to do? Yes. This is like inside the actor studio. It's like, is Liam Neeson doing an American accent here, Jordan? I don't know, Jesse. I'll see if I can get him for you. <laughs> hey, Liam, you want to do a weird American accent? I don't know. Okay. Can you do? It? I'm on inside the actor studio. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Thornhouse sitting now at this, not hosted by that guy. They got the bald new, guy. They got a new bald guy. Yeah. The other guy won a Peabody and took off. So <laughs> Another guy. This other guy with no Peabody to host it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Hi, it's me, Liam Neeson from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, that's right. Good old boy from Brooklyn, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, looks like these spacemen are goofing around up there. I hope he doesn't take a lacrosse ball in his white dwarves. Yeah, huh? <laughs> They're playing Bravo! space lacrosse. Thank you. Thank after, you. After which, Leeson, yeah. Leeson gets a call and says, "Give back my dialect, coach." <laughs> <laughs> so and daughter. <laughs> also, dialect coach first. Come a daughter. <laughs> yeah. Give me- <laughs> my theory of how this movie came together is. Mm-hmm. The guy who made the garbage elementary school documentary mm. was at some kind of nerd event, a Quidditch game, <laughs> a tech crunch disrupt, a, 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 a Mensa orgy, mm-hmm. just whatever the fuck it oh, was. Oh, you know they've Neil got Neil deGrasse Tyson's house. And Is that where the Mensa orgy happens? Yeah, absolutely. And deGrasse Tyson just sits in a throne watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that guy was at something, and he met a different guy that had three minutes of 3D footage from space. And nowhere to put it, right? And, and nothing, nowhere, nothing to do with it. He spent like $800,000. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit, 3D TVs aren't a thing. <laughs> I'm like, you can get them, but nobody, only during the Super Bowl with red and blue glasses from your <laughs> Pepsi 12-pack. Mm-hmm. So then those Reese's, two pe- guys, Reese's peanut butter cup. Those two guys met. Like Patrick Stewart's chauffeur or something. <laughs> it was like, all right, in between Manhattan and Queens, because he's got an appointment in Queens, mm-hmm. he's got time to record six minutes of voiceover. <laughs> we'll give you six minutes with Patrick Stewart. And the result was the fucking flaming garbage pile mm. that I saw in that movie theater. Oh, it's my Transformers, Jordan. Wow. Except for those space <clears throat> fucking shots, which were mind-blowing. Sure. 
That's how I feel about the Megan Fox chassis inspection shots. Oh, really? Yeah. Wouldn't that be like the one justifying? Oh, you're, are you saying that is your your space thing? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Was that in 3D? Because that would have been. Yeah, it's, yeah. He says, "Put yeah." It, it, and also narrated by Patrick Stewart. It just text flashes over her butt. Put on glasses now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Kuttner, partially celebrated author. <laughs> it's true. Semi-celebrated. What's the other part? Yeah. Uh, hey, Jesse. Yes, Jordan? Did you know that today's Jordan, Jesse Go is sponsored in part by Squarespace? Now, Jordan, I did know that because that's what it says in this script here. But I'm, of course, always grateful to the good people at Squarespace for supporting this wonderful program. They're a, they're a fine company. Now, well, hold on. What kind of company? What do they do? Well. What is Squarespace? Jesse. Do you know how in the olden days it was right. really difficult to create a website? Yeah, I had to buy a for dummies book and sure. get that animated gif of the of the construction worker with the <laughs> yeah. what's that power drill? Yeah. What's that <laughs> Jackhammer. Jackhammer, you got yeah, it. Yeah, you had to put a spinning pot leaf up there. You got it. Uh basically impossible to create a website in the olden days before Squarespace, but right. now yeah. if you want to create a website, mm-hmm. you just go to squarespace.com slash JJGo. And you can create your own beautiful website with easy-to-use tools and templates, and it will showcase every detail of what drives you. Really? Yeah. I'm driven by Cinnamongrams. Well, <laughs> you can create a website, cinnamongrams.com or .biz, depending on you know how popular that domain name is. I would probably use cinnamongrams.eu, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you love a cinnamongram and you want to show people... Gram pics, uh-huh. Instagrams, I oh, like to call them. <laughs> gram news. Yeah. Uh, yeah, gram news, Of course, I, gram, I got my gram shop. They got e-commerce at Squarespace. Absolutely. Uh, so what you do is you go to squarespace.com slash JJGo, and you get a free trial. You create that gram website, and then uh, you're, free to, you're free to canoodle with other gram heads. Yeah. So start your free trial today. Go to squarespace.com slash JJGo. You should. Squarespace. Free trial. Do it. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Kuttner, mostly celebrated author. You know, Jordan, I don't know if you knew this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was joking earlier about uh, Mensa orgies mm-hmm. and Neil deGrasse Tyson's house. Yeah. You know, Rob's new show mm-hmm. actually stars two of the biggest dicks at those orgies. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, t- well, you're not talking about men who are unpolite. You're talking about dudes with huge swinging hogs? (laughs) Like, imagine two firestorms put together. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, two mediums. It makes a large. (laughs) Just as firestorm is two men combining, right? Mm, Yeah, that sounds right. Black guy and a white guy? It's a product of trying to teach kids about... Nuclear fusion? Yeah, something. Brian, look up Firestorm. Is it a black guy and a white guy who fuse? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm gonna be honest with you, Jordan. Mm-hmm. 
And we'll get into Rob's program in a second. But yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Your go-to obscure comic book character is Booster Gold. Yes, trying <laughs> – by the way, to full disclosure, trying to kick that. Because I know it's a, he's it's not a, obscure anymore. They're, they're, as everyone on Twitter has informed yes. us – a, a guy from a thing has agreed to write a Booster Gold movie. Yeah, mm. I uh, I realize Booster Gold is a crutch yeah. for me, and I am pledging to. I mean, I'd love to just eradicate it from the JJ Go conversation because, uh, frankly, I think we do it too much. I think it turns off new listeners. No, God, listeners who would much rather hear us talk about Mister Mitsopitalish. Sure, for instance, <laughs> they're like enough of the obscure time traveling DC heroes. I want to hear about magical Superman villains. Yeah, uh, the fifth dimension, extra dimensional. Yeah, yeah. yeah not yeah, so yeah. much magical as extra dimensional. Well, he has magic. It's one of the things that can harm Superman. Well, when he's in our dimension, he has extra dimensional powers, which is he can do pretty much anything. It's the same Superman thing, right? It's like only when you're abroad. Like Superman's like this, you know, student abroad when he's mm-hmm. like really cool when he's back on his own planet. Right. He must have just sucked on Krypton if he if he'd grown up there, right? If he right. destroyed. Yeah. Just been a real Poindexter. Exactly. A real Sherman. Also, when Superman studied abroad in Spain, he was fucking did great. Right. So much puss. Yeah. Because of the yellow sun and the sangria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he gets his power. Classic From the red two, sangria. Classic one two punch. Yeah. I don't I only have to nap for one hour during the day. <laughs> <laughs> the Spanish are like, oh, he naps so infrequently. <laughs> he can make paella with his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm out of things I know about Spain. <laughs> He's kicking out Jews using his yeah. <laughs> he can Make he can work at a bank in the afternoon, so he we don't have to the, close it. He hates the Basques, I think. <laughs> I think sometimes he can say the letter S. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Catalonian Superman. <laughs> um, yeah, his so, weaknesses are white sangria, sangria and green Krypton. Krypton. That's right. Yeah, so, anyway. Jordan, you're off of Booster Gold. Yeah, I just want to. I just you know, in the interest of keeping things fresh, mm-hmm. I just kind of want to try and kick it from the JJ Go running jokes. By keeping things fresh, uh, you mean not doing the things uh, about our show that people like. That's the thing. <laughs> that's, yes, this, yes, our, yes, exactly. That's our many years tradition here on Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah, as soon people, as we find something you like, get it out of here. <laughs> Stop doing it. We can. We wish to continue to be marginally successful. <laughs> I think that. I think that. I think that the – I bet you for every person who loves a – and again, talking about your fucking podcast on your podcast. Shouldn't right. do it. This is gay. We should be talking and about lame. Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. I, we should be talking about Game of Thrones. I'm sorry I used gay, shouldn't pejoratively. gay pejoratively. There's a lot of things I did wrong in right. the past four seconds. Right. Shouldn't be talking about the podcast on the podcast. But I think for every person who delights in constant booster gold jokes, I think five people roll their eyes and stop listening. Those people want to hear me talk about San Francisco Giants shortstop Jose Uribe. For instance. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Jesse, I'm not you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I can only pledge personally to stop making, making booster gold jokes. Uh-huh. You have to go on your own journey. Well, if you're going to talk about Mr. Mitsopitalik instead of booster gold, <laughs> yeah. then I'm going to talk about uh, f- former Golden State Warrior sixth man Sharunis Marshallonis. Again. Instead of former San Francisco Giants shortstop, Jose Uribe. This is your journey. Okay. <laughs> you live your truth. Mm-hmm. And, I'm uh, just trying to live my best life. Sure. Please do. Hashtag Soul Sundays. Brian, did we, <laughs> did we figure out what Firestorm is? Firestorm is a comic book that was in the bathroom of my house mm-hmm. That's throughout my childhood. It was 
It was. I think in the maybe. Are you in, thinking of Ebony and Ivory, the song Ebony? <laughs> and Ivory? <laughs> I think in the maybe in the New Fifty Two, he's a black guy. And a he's white guy. he's actually he's a combination of Episcopalian and Lutheran. Oh <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not very. Striking. You wanted to, to teach kids that Episcopalians and Lutherans could come together. That's right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Hold on, I'm going like to Google. Do you guys want to chat about Rob Podcast? And I want to Google something about Firestorm. Farm? The Nuclear Man that I know about is from like 1986, and it's a comic book that my baby sitter didn't want mm-hmm. and then it ended up in the little box of like magazines and books next to the toilet in my mom's house and was there probably into my teen years wow. but okay. i don't think i read it enough to remember <laughs> anything other than the cover of it but i think it might have been firestorm the nuclear man number one it's pretty good just uh, swipe that pretty good pretty good uh pretty good value for my mom yeah my mom's probably already sold it to Fund her <laughs> trip to see famous famous, famous legal defense fund. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Stop the Fame. Um, Jordan, come on, what are you doing? Comic I just want to see if if Let's Firestorm about... was rebooted to be instead of two white guys, a black guy and a white guy who formed together for one superhero to create a parable about racial uh, uh, harmony in the nuclear age. In the nuclear age, got it, Rob. Yes, Jesse. You cast Ken Jennings in your show, the famous Jeopardy champion mm-hmm. and Twitter wit. Mm-hmm. And yet, when I saw you at a Hollywood party the other day, easy, you did not know that Justin Guarini is also a famous Twitter wit. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two. As far as I know, the only two unlikely funny celebrities on Twitter are Ken Jennings, repeat Jeopardy <clears throat> champion, and Justin Guarini, runner-up on the first season of American they're Idol. Like the, they're like the Highlanders of like unlikely Twitter wits. Like, no. they, 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 I, are you right. saying that Ken Jennings is going to try and decapitate Justin Guarini <laughs> yes. so he can be the only one? In a parking garage. Ideally. And hold him up by hold up his you know, you're head right. by a signature curl? I have <laughs> seen some Guarinis, and you're right. It's, it's, a, it's, an, it's an undervalued play, as they yeah. say on Wall Street. I did, actually, I didn't know this about Guarini. Yeah. Twitter wit? Yeah, he's, what is, a, he's do you guys, a real Twitter wit. Can you guys say I some funny things that I he said? I don't follow Guarini on Twitter, but um, for a while, someone I know, but I don't remember who really loved him and was chatting with him a lot and retweeting him mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Someone had a, like, Mashable or someone had a collection of, like, a couple of his, of his, his best, his Guar gems. His best work. Guarinisms. Yeah, Guarinisms. <laughs> Guarinos. <laughs> that sounds racist. A little bit, a little bit. Look at the, or like a, or like a particle. Like look a, at those loud guarinos over there. <laughs> Archie Bunker used to. Yeah, <laughs> shooting dice in the back alley. Um. Yeah. So, what? Uh, how do you? How did you decide to make a show with uh, Ken Jennings? Well, that was exactly that was exactly what it was. He's. I followed him. I don't know how I started following him on Twitter, but I was like. He you is, can't get enough of anything Jeopardy, right? No, I'm not. I'm not a huge Jeopardy guy, but he somehow he got into my feed and and, and into my heart. Uh-huh. And he uh, <laughs> he's just very like. Now is he currently in your car? He's he's currently <laughs> he is currently on my. Uh, Where is he vis a vis your dreams? Yeah, he's um he's in my future. Oh, he's he's very funny on Twitter, and he's very like irreverent in a way that you wouldn't expect from him, and no. a little bit. Uh, a little bit subversive, and I just thought he was like a funny guy, and I used to like kind of riff with him a little bit, and somehow I'm always just obsessed with like artificial intelligence and the whole Watson thing, which they keep kind of pushing in our faces. Like now he's doing, you know, 
health management and all this stuff. Like not nearly as interesting as what he did like Wait, six years. Watson is doing Watson's just doing senior care now. He's like a Watson is software and like they they farm him out to do all kinds of stuff where he I don't know. We're talking uh, about Watson, the supercomputer that plays Jeopardy. They 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 license him I think to, to health businesses and he does like all kinds of data crunching all this stuff that it's like he had to grow up and get a job like he couldn't just be a you know game show champion. His mom his mom told him you gotta. This is bullshit. I think that, he should be out to he should be out to pasture, fucking the female, <laughs> the the female uh, Ava. He should be getting Ava from X Men. Children and grandchildren of Electro, <laughs> the Westinghouse robot. <laughs> should be should be getting deep in deep blue. Yeah, you got <laughs> deep it. Deep nice. Yeah, he should be out Thank to you. stud. Yeah, got to get all up in them robo guts. <laughs> Get deep in them. Get deep in that circuit board. Yeah, I think yum, I, just yum. Hit, I think I just hit a tube. <laughs> yeah, that's a motherboard I like to fuck. <laughs> a rub milf, sure. A third yeah. Peabody. A mabilf. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you just get a MacArthur Genius Grant? Yeah, Rob, right. What is going on in yeah. here? What are you, Lin Manuel Miranda? <laughs> <laughs> Which San Francisco giant is that? Oh, 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 Lin Manuel Miranda. I didn't, yeah. I didn't hear the hyphen when you said it. Got it. I thought you were saying one word. And Got it. it. it You're some... thinking of Candy Maldonado. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm thinking of that. Yeah. I thought you were talking about some random Guarino that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> some dirty Guarino. <laughs> yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda. It's like if he gets like a tickle in his throat, there's like thousands of people who are like, oh fuck, because it's like <laughs> these God people have been waiting. Him. Someone's traded a kidney to like get tickets to that show. This whole cast, like. Uh, but you also snagged a Weird Al for your program. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty good. Weird Al, Weird Al is, is very hard to snag, although he's doing a lot of stuff now. And I've been trying to get him to do stuff for years. Mm-hmm. And he was, he, was, he was stuck in some crazy contract with his previous record company and he couldn't do anything. Oh, like and, he couldn't do non-song parodies? I think so. Like he couldn't really – I mean he could do like TV or something. Uh-huh. He could do um, – I think he could do like testimonials and infomercials only. <laughs> okay, you know, for <laughs> so we could talk about the bullet. CrossFit, yeah, yeah. The magic bullet or the shake weight. Right, exactly. Um, and then he was then he was available, and then um, I reached. I was just trying to think like who's the who's like the crazy like loose cannon to a Ken Jennings, and <laughs> I just reached out to him. I also also through Twitter, like Twitter's this crazy this crazy thing, and uh, and I said, do you want to do this? And uh, are you free in you know January? And, and he miraculously he was and hmm. so and uh you know they didn't actually do it together he was ken's in seattle weird al is here in la and uh but you know i put them together you know through the magic of phone lines and all that kind of stuff and i have a question rob uh, uh weird al of course has a reputation as one of the nicest guys in show business but ken jennings reputation is he's a real fucking asshole <laughs> How'd you deal with that? Is that the game show scuttlebutt? Yeah, that's that's the word on the street is. <laughs> Vanna White mentioned to me the other day Yeah, Ken Jennings is a real tool. I read in, in the Card Sharks oral history that he uh, – uh, he uh, – no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting, but <laughs> – You were deep. just waiting there thinking, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Uh, no, he was, he's, he's a perfect gentleman, I have to say. He's very nice. I think he was happy to be asked. You know, people usually ask him to, to do readings about his books about geography and, you know, probably life insurance commercials, I'm going to guess. And, you know, perhaps he's in one of those, you know, um, you know, 
uh, end times uh, doomsday prepper shelter instructional videos. You know, if you're watching this now, uh, <laughs> just imagine <laughs> the him doing has that. gone down, right? Because he's very calming. No, he was, he was perfectly lovely, and he was a good sport about. It. And the, and there's there's a few racy things in it. And he's a Mormon. I don't know if you aware oh, of this or not. Yeah. He's not like the most like Mormony of Mormons, I would say. Sure, there are uh, Mormonier Mormons. Right. Exactly. Um, he only wears like instead of the magic underwear, he wears like sort of a magic thong. Oh, it's a sexier magic it's more, underwear. It's suitable for the beach. Yeah, got it. Um, no, and and so um, oh, and you know, I mean, even even a Mormon needs tan buns. That's right. That's right. That's the biggest sin in Mormonism is the tan line. Yeah, <laughs> right. If you have that, that and Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah, don't drink a Diet Coke and don't let those buns get too pale. Right. Uh, no, he was he was uh, he didn't have trouble with the racy stuff, and he was happy to do it, and he even gave me some suggestions and. Uh, I can't complain. I'm going to have to disavow your uh, your attempt to, to 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 spread to smear. I'm just trying to get a scoop here. I'm a I'm a Peabody adjacent journalist. Hmm. <laughs> and by adjacent, Ken do you Jennings. mean you're across sitting across from <laughs> yes, Rob, who exactly has a Peabody? What I literally, mean yeah. Yes. Ken Jennings takes ferrets and he fucks them in his his panel van. What? Right? Yes. Whoa! That's what I. That's the kind assumed. of scoop that's going to get you the body. Yes, <laughs> the body. That's what is I it call people. Custom bodies. panel van or just a delivery model? It's uh, he he, he did he did the spray stuff himself on the outside. Oh, it's, uh, dope. What is it like? It's a, it's a sticks video. He he tried to reconstruct it from memory. See, wow. I I would have guessed that it was like an Aztec warrior at Loma Linche, but <laughs> you know whatever floats his boat. Sticks video is fine. That's always your go-to. Uh, yeah, Aztec. <laughs> so you got a Ken Jennings. You got a weird owl. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? Any other celebrity friends? Mayim Bialik. Really? TV's Blossom. Cool. How'd you get Mayim Bialik, a.k.a. TV's Blossom? You know, if I'm going to reveal all my booking secrets, uh-huh. you're going to have a great podcast from now on. Wait a <laughs> Is it just because Conan and Big Bang Theory shoot like 100 feet apart from you each You are a other? savvy gentleman. And, you know, according to the law of a perimeter, <laughs> Google proxying, you're allowed to book right. anyone who's within within the perimeter line or whatever like that. Why didn't you book John Ross Bowie? Oh. Uh, the hyphen thing again. I thought it was yeah, John Valley. Yeah, oh, it. sure. So just some hyphen confusion. Got well, it. actually, it's funny. I, I, I got my Biak, who's very busy, too, to walk 100 yards over from her studio to mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, in fact, we had to go shoot her again with the microphone just for a publicity picture. I had to bring a microphone over to her studio instead. So that's <laughs> that's the little, t- little taste of the magic there. Oh. <laughs> but now you're best friends with Mayim Bialik. That's, that's right. That's fun. It's TV's Blossom. I mean, as long as we're talking about, you know, controversy, mm-hmm. hot scoop. Yeah. S- yeah. Plural. Yeah. Hot scoops. Sure. It's a terrible ice cream joint. <laughs> hot scoops. Hot scoops, yeah. Wet- Come on! Hot, hot scoops, wet cones, but they it's call a, it. It's a, it's a great name for a Mormon at the beach. <laughs> that's that's, that's what we call them. You're talking about those, those buns. Right. You're talking about, you're talking about those tan buns. buns. You got Joseph Smith on one side and Brigham Young on the other. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I call my buns. <laughs> my bun cheeks. Uh, the golden tablets. I mean... If we're talking, <laughs> we. <laughs> I was going to do a thing about how Maya Bialik is a famous, uh, a famous diva, but she's probably not. She's probably lovely. She's yeah. all right. Yeah. She's all right. Is right. she how blossom like is she? <laughs> you know, just in person. Uh, you mean like a you know twelve year old girl? Well, like yeah. do the two of you talk about your periods at all? <laughs> well, that's usually my opener anyway. I think. You know. Yeah. What to do if someone offers you drugs? Right. 
while I'm on my period. My it's dad kind of actually. <laughs> my dad actually depends on where you're at in your period. Right. Then right. that depends. Uh, that that kind of dictates how many drugs you should take. <laughs> when uh, blossom, if it's a heavy flow month. You're going to want to inject extra heroin. When you're mainlining Motrin and uh, <laughs> Midol. <laughs> when uh, Blossom had that uh, very special episode about periods, I remember mm-hmm. my dad saying to me, I was maybe 11, I'm going to say. My dad said to me, uh, do you know what periods are? And I said, no. And uh, he said, well, I can tell you if you want. And I remember being like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know that from you. Yeah. Whatever it is, I don't want to know about it. And it's even weirder that he said it's uh, periods are a week of blowjobs that high-fived you. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but for famous Amos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, oh, you know, that is so funny that I, I, abs- I don't remember specifically a period episode of Blossom, but I remember so many special episodes. Yeah. Uh, I feel like every childhood. episode was a special episode of that. Yeah. 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 Like, like to where a goofy family sitcom would have a third act that was all just serious acting yeah. from these like broad. From Urkel. Yeah, from Urkel. <laughs> because you're right. Urkel drank too much. Yeah. <laughs> and almost fell off a roof. Yeah. Well, I think that was the legacy. Like, I think. You had all in the family in the seventies. By the eighties, that had just that was just the third act of Family Matters the, twice a year. It was the remnant of uh, the Norman Lear. It was like the the vestige of that was still left over in the. Yeah, exactly. They were like, we gotta get we gotta get a message in here somehow mm-hmm. at some point, or else we're not good Hollywood liberals. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I guess TV shows don't really special episode us anymore. We should what was the last to Rob? We hate Hollywood libtards. Uh, I call them libtards. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Jordan, Jordan <clears throat> is if he is if there is one thing that he always is, mm-hmm. it is provocative. If there's one thing that he never is, it is politically correct. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't if need you're those. a sergeant in the PC police, Uh-oh. get right on out of here, buddy. Right on out of here, Corporal First Class. And if you're <laughs> and if you're a professional podcaster who forgot to silence his phone before this show started. <laughs> Boy, Jesse, you're w- worse than these social justice warriors. Oh, these SJWs. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If there's the only thing that's worse than the SJWs, mm-hmm. Jordan, mm-hmm. the S1Ws, the dancers of Public Enemies Dancers, oh. the security of the oh. first world. <laughs> They're the reason we have the female Ghostbusters. Sorry to keep bringing it back to that. Yeah, wow. well, those proton packs are pretty small. Yeah. I bet they're the ones who turn, told Batman to turn on the bat signal when he never supposed to do that. Yeah, he never supposed to, Rob. I never turn on my bat signal. So Ken Jennings <laughs> and Weird Al are friends in the show. Uh, well, they're actually sort of uh, they're sort of frenemies because it's a kind of a buddy comedy where uh, they're they're forced. Can I can I can I synopsize a little bit? Or Please is that, do, Rob. Is that too much on target, Rob? <laughs> can I ask you to synopsize? <laughs> oh, can you? Just don't uh, capsize because <laughs> we're too far out to sea. Don't rock the boat, buddy. Yeah, the cap. The capsule. Don't rock the boat. Don't tip the boat over. Sorry. The capsule description is that uh, is that uh, on the set of Jeopardy, uh, the military and big business people burst onto the set because it turns out Watson contains some dangerous secrets that the whole world should never find out about, and they force Ken and Watson to go on the lam. Basically, mm-hmm. Watson has to go into Ken's backpack. And then they have a series of highly unlikely adventures that coincidentally span <laughs> ten, 10 episodes during which they un- uncover the underbelly of American conspiracies and Freemasons and TED Talks and hackers and the dark web and all your, all your favorite 
uh, articles from the back of Wired magazine. Now, you, Rob, mm-hmm. you've got all kinds of stars on this show, mm-hmm. from Television's Blossom to Adam Pally mm-hmm. to Ken Jennings from Jeopardy. Right. You've named them. D- David Koechner. Whoa, cool. He's, he's great. That's Lauren, a good one. Lauren Lapkus. Mm-hmm. Uh, My- one time, Dave Koechner, who is great, just yeah. a delight and one of the funniest guys around, was on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Not in studio, a live Jordan Jesse go, mm-hmm. and was very serious the entire time. Really, yeah. I can't That's even. True, I right? can't even I'm hear that. Remembering that, yeah, he's a sincere man. He was so serious and sincere the entire time. Possibly, he thought he was on my public radio program, <sighs> but we were in front of an audience making jokes with Dave Keckner, one of the funniest guys in the world, and one of the nicest guys. Just a wonderful dude. He was dead serious the entire time. Is it possible you were having a very special episode of... That is, oh, that is very well, David Koechner, uh, classic Hollywood liberal. Yeah. So he's probably trying to inject his message of... Kept talking about his period. Yeah. You know, for some reason. <laughs> and how Firestorm should be a black guy these, and a white guy, not two spots. white guys. Here's my concern. <laughs> I, looked at, I looked down the cast list and I keep thinking like, look, I'm not expecting... To see, you know, the names that I'm looking for right at the top of the cast list. Because, sure, you got Weird Al Yankovic from the movie UHF. <laughs> you got Ken Jennings from the television show Jeopardy. You know, you don't... But then I get down in the middle, I'm thinking, where is it? I'm not, not seeing it at all. Yeah. And then I'm down at the bottom, and I'm like, I have not seen Jordan and Jesse's name <laughs> on this whole call sheet. Now... I should explain that I stole a call sheet from your production. Mm-hmm. I had a call sheet? That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. What's going on? Where's everyone's favorite podcasters? And furthermore, where's Jordan and Jesse? I, oh, I should say, did, Rob did offer it to, to us through me and my management, and I turned him down. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so this is on you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, creative disputes. Has there been anything else that's been offered to us that your <laughs> management turned down? Hosting the Oscars? Hosting the Oscars. Uh, we were supposed to do it. And then I said no because I wasn't feeling it. And then they got Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> okay. Uh, pe- Either oh. way, you're going to appeal to that youth demographic. Yeah. So we're like, okay, let's get these podcast guys. I thought they wanted you guys to address like the blacks in Hollywood issue this year. And then Chris Rock was like a fallback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said I said no again. They said you guys are going to talk about Firestorm for three hours. <laughs> and how maybe at one point he was two white guys, but That's I think right. now he's a black guy. Hollywood so guy. Hollywood's so half black. Yeah. Half yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Peabody, I turned that down. Yeah. Uh, okay. Stings. So yeah. I really wanted a Peabody award. I don't know if you picked up on that <laughs> earlier. I was sort of playing it. I was playing it cool. Um, I'm Rob. Just so you know, especially on Jordan Jesse, I'm a really chill guy. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes I I do get passionate about things. I just don't let it show. You know, never let him see you sweat. Is my motto. well, your your beard actually lifts up like Dilbert's tie. <laughs> 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 yeah. And just like, just like Dilbert's tie, it, uh, it lifts up whenever someone is contradicting the uh, male rights movement. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dilbert guy did have a men's rights thing, That sort of emerged yeah. over time. It was sort of like yeah. for is a while that... it was just the cool dude and then it was like, wait, what? Uh, yeah. Has he always been a – What did he come – he come out against Obamacare or something like that or some big – there was some big – you yeah. guys are probably anti – I know, but – Yeah. I mean as, as – uh, yeah, as, as conservative – uh, hot talkers, hot talk hosts. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm a regular G. Gordon Liddy. There was some big issue where it was like, oh, it, it can't be climate change. It can't have been something like that. But it was something where you're like, really? Yeah, that guy I used to like quote. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I brought a sadness into the. Used to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it was. I remember something sheets. about like not 
like not paying on dates or something. Me thinking about like really Dilbert guy, you're a you're you don't want <laughs> you don't think men should pay on dates. You know what? Oh, he would say men should not have to pay on. I Wait, he would say so. women should only have to pay. That's... I think they, he his feeling was he was taking a kind of a Tom Likas approach to dating in that you know unless you're unless you're getting that BJ, don't spend more than forty dollars, fellas. Kind of, he had one of those attitudes. Got but it. I could be wrong. I could be defaming Scott Adams' creative want, uh, Scott Adams' argument was that if, if you dance to the music, you got to pay the piper. Sure, exactly. <laughs> if you it. want that steak and lobster, mm-hmm. you got to get So there was, you're talking about some kind of a prenup thing almost. Like he has to, you have to negotiate that transaction ahead of time. And again, I am, I am groping for this we memory, by the way. I am both. Scott Adams and Tom Likas have only fucked prostitutes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They've only had intercourse with professional sex workers. Yeah. So I think his exact words were if if you pay for dinner, she's got to give you a taste of that famous Amos. You know what? I'm remembering back. I think I read this. It was a oh, blog. Oh, sorry, post. famous Amos. <laughs> Famous it English. was a it yeah. was a blog post on Scott Adams' website, right? The yeah. creator of Dilbert, mm-hmm. and it just said, "When I masturbate, I think about the woman with the triangle hair." <laughs> yes, I think that's his boss. Really? <laughs> I think his boss yeah. has the triangle hair. What's the lady called with the with the curly hair? Doesn't she have triangle none of them have hair? names? Right? It's Except... called it's Firestorm. The nuclear, <laughs> and he's two. It's a white guy and a black guy. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> Hi, are you a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation? Well, that's weird because it's a corny show. But my friends Ben Harrison and Adam Pranica do a lovely podcast about it. It's called The Greatest Generation and it's on MaximumFun.org. I thought that this podcast was a bad idea, but I was wrong. Please listen to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Cutner, dilettante. <laughs> Rob, I got kind of I got kind of overexcited in the last segment. I want to apologize to you. We should have been talking about your show, Runaway Brains, on uh, Earwolf's Howl service. A premium podcasting service. Um, Why are you making features. the jerk off gesture while you say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's actually jerking off, Rob. Uh, oh, you have an invisible I, medium I, dick. No, I just, yeah. I just been imagining that lady with the triangle hair. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's his boss. I think you're thinking of the boss. No, I think there's the. You lady. can jerk off to the boss from Dilbert. What shape is the hair of the lady from Dilbert? It is triangular. You're right. It's actually a ziggurat. I think. <laughs> 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 We got a lot of ziggurat humor on yeah. Jordan Jesse Go lately. Okay, uh, when something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us. Brian's given me the either Brian just signed to Rockefeller Records, or <laughs> he's a part of the Illuminati. <laughs> he's given me the triangle symbol. Okay, I was right. Who's your guy's least favorite race? The Guarinos <laughs> or the Ziggurats? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you hate more? <laughs> The, 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 the Hydroxes. <laughs> yeah, the, I hate the Catalonians. Too much paella. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
206-984-4FUN is our telephone number. Uh, That's what you call when you have a momentous occasion for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Somewhat backwards introduced by that, but here we go. (laughs) Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Isaac in Kansas, and I was just calling in because I just got done a hidden bookcase door into a closet that I designed and built myself. And it's complete with uh, the books that you pulled to open the door, and it's pretty freaking badass. So I'm just pretty proud of myself, and I thought that was a pretty momentous occasion. Bye. Yeah, fuck you, Pinterest dude. <laughs> oh, wow. Coming in, coming in hot for secret bookcase guy. That guy thinks he's hot shit just because he built a secret bookcase. What's on the other side of his secret bookcase? A fucking closet? No, unacceptable. <laughs> what do you think should be up over there? I don't know, sweet 3D movie of some astronauts <laughs> getting it in the dark. <laughs> yeah. how, about, how about a tunnel that he's digging out of his own life? Uh. <laughs> 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 you can escape. He called, he called you with a sharpened spoon. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, bookcase guy. Yeah. Instead of I apologize, yeah. I apologize for uh, for setting Rob Cutner up for a remark that I can only assume <laughs> has led you directly to suicidal. That's thoughts. probably the meanest thing I've ever said. Again. <laughs> it, was, it was about a guy. You you held me up to it. <laughs> you don't know at all who had done something pretty impressive. Yeah, I can't build like an IKEA. Like, you know, I can't build an Ikea rug. Sure. I can't put the rug together. I can't unroll it. And this guy built a Scooby-Doo. A Scooby-Doo denouement. Can't even... <laughs> the lesson is never try. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what book, I wonder what book you pull to get back there. Probably like, here's the closet. <laughs> it's the title of Doctor Seuss's "Here's the Closet." That was a that was a chapter of Doctor Seuss's life that's only come out right now. <laughs> the secret, uh, yeah, the secret love of closets. It's a book. Oh, called, the places I've book. gone. <laughs> it's a book called. There's more than a walking in my pocket. <laughs> it's a book called "Secret Doors" by I Am Lonely. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. You don't want to play Dr. Seuss gay hashtag game? It's, no. It's totally hot. Okay. No, All I right. don't want to. I All think right. it's great that Dr. Seuss was gay. Let the internet do that. Yeah. I, Jordan, the uh, fap in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, last week or the week before or some shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> we had this nice woman call in a momentous occasion that she had been hiking the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the famous uh, trail from the movie, um, the sad movie about uh, Drew Barrymore, <laughs> uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, Wild. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's called the sad movie about Drew Barrymore. <laughs> it's very Reese Witherspoon plays Drew Barrymore. <laughs> yeah, in a uh, in an effort to escape her life of addiction. Yeah, there's that uh, there's that one part where you think she's going to be sexually assaulted, but she isn't. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of other fucked up parts. <laughs> anyway, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I talking about? And that's what happened to this caller. We have a caller who is doing doing was... the hike from the film. 
Right, and uh, then she, she went called, the wrong way. Yes, I think he was. How do you go the wrong way in the Appalachian Trail? Is my question. Is one it, is north and one is south. I think. But what do you mean? Can't you just hike? I think maybe you just some, there to sort of hike. Maybe and... some kids, maybe some punk kids, spun around the arrow <laughs> that she was supposed to be following. <laughs> if I know anything from this Drew Barrymore movie that I saw, <laughs> you go from town to town and you mail yourself uh, like a book oh. and some food and stuff. So if you go the wrong way too far, you don't supply catch chain. up to your food. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's look. I was a big fan of this movie that I can't remember the name. <laughs> of. And then there's no way to obtain food or lodging or shelter otherwise. No, this is the eastern seaboard of the United States. Where are you going to get food and lodging? I know, I know, except through the U.S. mail. It was, it was a very. Sometimes good movie. you'll find a like just in the brush a lobster roll. You know, Nick Hornby wrote that movie. I do. I, the yes. King of Books. Yes. King of Books on Jordan Jesse Go, Nick Hornby. Mm-hmm. What's what's our so anyway? This woman called back in. Hi, this is Megan. Um, I am calling from the Appalachian Trail. I'm the one who walked the wrong way for the first couple miles. Anyway, just an update that um, last night a bear ate all my food. So um, yeah, uh, it was up in a tree about 25 feet up, and uh, she. Climbed up and tore the bags open, and um, it was a mama bear and two cubs. It all my food last night. Um, anyway, good thing the town is uh, just a few miles away, and I will uh, resupply there. All right. Bye, guys. She just needs somebody to talk to. It sounds like a real <laughs> Appalachian fail. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I fell asleep. <laughs> You thought about that this morning in bed, and this has been like a countdown all yeah, day yeah. to that. Finally, I can come. <laughs> Finally. I, said, I said that joke, and now I can have, now I can have sweet release. Oh. Yeah. The, the weird thing is I thought the bear had just waited at the mailbox. for, for the, <laughs> the bear's wearing, wearing He this signed like, for her Amazon Prime delivery. Right. He's got one of those little electronic pads. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll sign for that. Mother and the cubs. Yeah. So I need so, your password to watch Transparent. I mean, on the it's on me the, a bear. <laughs> she's having a hard time. Yeah, I'm a bear. Trans, trans, <laughs> tra- Brooklyn, a Brooklyn bear. Transparent. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard good things about the man in the high castle. Yeah. I can't get through it though. Yeah. <laughs> and Bosh, what is that? I like. <laughs> I like it. I don't love it. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> he's the bear on demand snob. I think. <laughs> like yeah. All right, here's here's what I know. You know, about there's this. some good stuff on Showtime. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't like the new Hulu paywall. <laughs> Streaming snob bear who is really Irish but is playing American. This is your new coked up Michael Bay. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Michael Bay. I mean, I would hate to rob L.A. comedy stages of a character that they, you know, they tolerate six times a year. I mean, I pay I pay for Hulu, but only for the Criterion Collection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's a real snob. And new episodes of Mindy. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So Do- doesn't that the- star Adam Pally, which is in Rob Cutner's Runaway Brains? <laughs> oh, you've uh, found a way to sneak a plug into a bit. It's amazing. <laughs> so the uh, uh, the bad news for this woman mm. is that she has walked the wrong way, and all her food got eaten by mm-hmm. a bear. Uh, but according to this Drew Barrymore, the good news is she's not addicted to heroin and fucking strangers in an alley. So how do you know? She would have called in. Oh yeah, sure. that's a momentous occasion. Yeah, <laughs> I'm strung out on a horse, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know who's. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's medium. Storm, the nuclear man, <laughs> who is now a black guy and a white guy, I think. <sighs> I thought I heard a strange dick in her mouth on the call, but I'm not. <laughs> So wait, so if she had gone the right way, if she had gone the wrong way, then the, the food would never have arrived and it couldn't have been stolen. See what I'm saying? Oh, oh wow. So. Thanks a lot, Dr. Peabody. <laughs> 206-984-4FUN is the telephone number if you've got a momentous occasion. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rob Kuttner, sad American. Why are you sad, Rob? Because I couldn't think of equipment. <laughs> My standards are low. <laughs> Much like Jordan on, on a Hawaii enforced work stoppage call back right. that's great i'm at a low point i would have taken i would have taken any movie can i can point. i say something that whole Please. alibi about why you saw the transformers movie mm-hmm. so fishy yeah. the, the whole thing is so None many of it adds up what are you okay what is suspect you just you just work so hard to create the conditions first of all raining in hawaii mm-hmm. come on yeah come on right how can it ever rain in hawaii that mm-hmm. hard you're stuck in a house with dudes yep um, I don't know. It just there's so many details that the it's pieces like, don't add up. Well, it's just like I, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. The police bring in perps with like less elaborate stories of like where they were. I think then. So what kept, are you? You kept adding filigree to the whole tale too. So what are you suggesting then? Uh, I'm suggesting that, uh, that I was Shia LaBeouf's date to the premiere. <laughs> you were, <laughs> I was. <laughs> you were waiting in line. You were the one guy waiting in line for six months. For it to open outside. Oh, the I was yeah, I was camped you, out in my bumblebee costume. You were dressed as, <laughs> as Optimus Prime. <laughs> different choices. That's cool. Yeah, different choices. That's fine. And you know, yeah, you know what a transformer I had? Mm-hmm. I had the Decepticon uh, Ghetto Blaster. Oh, cool. <sighs> uh, the only only transformers <laughs> I had came from this uh, used toy store <laughs> in Oakland. Uh, I love that. Why is it a get like the gun? Okay, I get that, or the truck. Yeah, but like, why that? It's like I'm going to lay down. Blasters are dope. That's why I wanted I know. that one. No, no, no. That makes sense. I'm saying as, as I wanted, a, as, the, as, I wanted the Autobot, the good guy one. But you, when you're at a used toy store, you got to take. No, I mean, I mean, get. as a fighting force. Yeah. All right, we got to have a gun. <laughs> we got to have some. some we got to have some uh, some vehicles some on tanks, the ground. Some trucks. We're going to need some tunes. There's also one that was a tampon dispenser. I don't know why did they? Yeah, those the lady transformers. That's right, lady transformers. Yeah, Uh, it's a Title IX issue. And a couple of dinosaurs. Yeah, throw a couple dinos in there. There's one that was a glue stick. (laughs) It's like why? Wait, can we at least get a hot glue gun? That's better for crafting. That's right. Uh, Rob Cutner, your show is called Runaway Brains. It's on the Howl Premium Podcasting Service. Now, let's say I, I will pay my $4 a month or whatever the fuck it costs to join Howl. Let's just say I did that. Mm-hmm. All I'd get is your show. Is that correct? That's it. And not even that. Really. <laughs> it's, it's a trick. <laughs> there is no show. Scott Adams uh, worked out the figures on that. It's just uh, like a you think you should pay for it. that you're running? It's, uh, no, I think it's, okay, they tell us it's the Netflix of podcasts. Mm-hmm. So it has like a bunch it, of archival. So it doesn't have news radio anymore, huh? Just, that's the one thing they... But yeah. I love the season of oranges, the new black. Yeah, <laughs> time to get salmon. Uh huh. They, they're like the earwolf. They have like all the archives of the earwolf stuff. So they have like all the WTF, and they have all the. So let's just say somebody wanted to hear 
Jesse Thorne's beloved character, Jesse Thorne, fantasy <laughs> sports analyst uh-huh. from Scarborough Country. Yes. That they would could be a probably gr- get that. That would be the ideal place to hear it because that's yeah. that one of their big titles. Got it. And uh, and then they're doing new stuff, which is why they I got in business with them too. Like Jermaine Clement from Fly the Concords is doing this. I haven't I haven't heard it, but it's this very interesting sounding, like 18th century explorers kind of spoof with a lot of sound mm. effects and stuff like that. So they're trying to do original stuff, and so that's why I thought they were kind of a cool place to. I'm waiting for them to get Saget because I feel like the stuff he does in audio is just yeah. spectacular. Oh no! Yeah. What is he? No, been, what is don't he? Don't hit me in the nuts. You know? <laughs> oh, I see. I see. This, this is right. Slip looks safe. Yeah. <laughs> he paints Probably a, he, safe. He paints a tone poem. Yeah. That you right. hear. You hear it yeah. in your nuts. He's like yeah. David Byrne. Yeah. Right. I feel like at the end of every episode of America's Funniest Home Videos, just the whole audience would stand and snap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. It's just word jazz. Like beatniks, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They had they had bongos under every seat. <laughs> You've seen the show. But yeah, yeah. You know what? I think you might be thinking of America's Funniest People. Uh, yeah, that's with Dave that's Coulier. With Dave Coulier. Uh, I always get those guys mixed up. Yeah. Similar go. men. Rob Cutner, it's been a joy. It's been a delight. And we thank you. I I thank me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to a lesser extent, you and famous Amazon Firestorm. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for being the only person whose face I recognized at that party that the mayor was at. Right. Oh, cool. Right. What mayor party? Uh, it was. Uh, it, did, it wasn't. It wasn't billed as a mayor party. Yeah. When we say that it was a book party. Yeah. Friend of a uh, uh, friend of Max Fun, Faith Saley, mm-hmm. a very funny woman. Probably these days, probably best known for her work on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she used to host. Uh, she when when I started at Public Radio International, she hosted a very funny show called Fair Game. Mm-hmm. Her friend Dave Hill was a frequent contributor. Oh. So, That's great. Um, and uh, Faith, super nice lady, uh, has a book out, and we went to a book party. At this uh, incredible uh, gay mansion, yeah, um, with, uh, ho- hosted by this man, I don't understand who he is to this day, but he was spectacular. He was lovely. This guy was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, had a, an amazing fucking mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the mayor was there. They just sort of announced that, like, you know, like a third of the way in. Yeah, you just thought it was just kind of part of you don't know anyone. Oh, and by the way, I'd like to also welcome the this mayor. beautiful family, which is the mayor in company right. <laughs> so i immediately start looking around for batman <laughs> bruce, wayne, bruce wayne has got to be here or something well yeah well yeah actually th- it seems like those kinds of parties that are the ones that the riddler and the penguin and his thugs would i was certainly would clutching invade. my pearls sure <laughs> if you know what i mean sure yeah. i mean describing my nuts yeah like oh. My nuts sack? oh yeah like my balls and my nutsack your pearls oh. The family, the about? family pearls. <laughs> That's what they call them. Pearls before swine. That's what they call them in Catalonia. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. Uh, at Jordan underscore Morris. That's the one. At Jesse Thorne. Mm-hmm. Our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez, beloved across the world for making noise outside the booth so loud, <laughs> so uncontrollably <laughs> that it's literally audible inside this to be frank, not really soundproof booth, more like sound deadening booth. I think on HGTV they would call this bringing the outside in. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We actually bought this whole booth out of Dwell Magazine. <laughs> oh. This is actually a tiny house. Yeah. <laughs> the bookcase guy actually opened the. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is what's in the closet. Man, bookcase guy, call me because I got to figure out how to get some HVAC into this thing. It's real toasty in here. Can I just say tiny house hunters? 
I just wish it was about like little house hunters who are just really small. <laughs> yeah, just, like guys who are five one, like five two coming. Yeah, it's just so brave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Danny uh, DeVito and Dustin Hoffman shop for a house. <laughs> uh, Max FunCon East tickets on sale right now at maxfuncon.com. And uh, we're on Reddit at maximumfun.reddit.com. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, just like Jordan Jesse Go and join the Maximum Fun group there on Facebook. That's a ton of fun. Um, Rob Kuttner, of course, writes for the television program Conan, uh, which is one of my favorite shows to watch. Just a so consistently funny and delightful program. It's really nice that there remains a one late night comedy television program that, uh, above all else, is trying to be funny. And that's Charlie Rose. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. He drinks and drinks, but he doesn't get any funnier. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's it. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.